Welcome to Katie on the Couch. I'm Katie Nicole, and here on my couch, we talk to people from all walks of life about confidence, body image, self-esteem, and provide tips and insights from their experience to give to you. So take a cuppa and enjoy. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Katie on the Couch. As you can see, I have a lovely participant here with me today. Her name is Alyssa. I'm absolutely thrilled to have her on board. I've known Alyssa for probably two or three years now, not longer, probably four or five years now yeah. going on, uh, met way back when we're both coaches and this woman is remarkable. I met her when, yeah, it must have been four years ago because you were only 18 when I, when I first met you yep. and, and a powerhouse when it comes to personal development and, and being ambitious. She describes herself as a, an ambitious 22 year old who is committed to creating happy, healthy and a loved filled life. So please welcome to Katie's Couch here today, Alyssa. Yay! Hi, Alyssa. <laughs> Hello. How's it going? Good. How about you? I'm really well, thank you. I'm going to figure out how to do this mic thing. So <laughs> you've got a little lapel mic, but I'm going to figure out how to do this while I have a cup of tea at the same time. Good luck. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you so much for being here. My pleasure. I'm absolutely thrilled. <laughs> I, um, I've followed your, your story and I've known you, for, mm -hmm. as I said, for four or five years or so yeah. since we first met in the... In, at, at our coaching school. Mm -hmm. Tell me, what uh, what brings you here? I obviously have reached out on, on Facebook and I reached out to the community saying, hey, does any, mm. is anybody interested in this? What, brought, what brings you here? Well, I saw your Facebook post and my business is all about inspiring self-love through fitness. And I thought I really want to get the self-love message out there even more. Nice. And when I saw your post, I thought this is perfect. So it's just like me, yep, I'm in. <laughs> Amen, put the hand up. Yep. That's amazing. I love yeah. that. Tell me, tell me more. Tell me about how, how you came to be. What's, what's sort of your story? I've got a few bits mm. and pieces of information, but I'd love to hear, I'm sure the listeners would as well, yep. hear about you. Yeah. How did you get on your, on your own self-love journey? Well, I might get emotional. But, Please. Um, I did have tissues around somewhere, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, good. We got sleeves. You've got a sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly my yep. thoughts. Um, so my whole life, like I was really thinking about this this morning, I don't remember ever feeling good about my body. Yeah. I always remember feeling that I was too big yeah. or that I had to change in some way. And then I remember even memories of being put on the scale next to my stepmother and being shown like, look, she weighs more than you. That's not okay. Oh God. And things like that. Like I was always a chubby kid, but I was never really obese or anything like that. It wasn't yeah. like it was a serious problem. Yeah. Um, and never particularly unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah, so I was feeling just not good about myself. And I was 10 years mm. old and I decided I'm going to go on my first diet. 10. 10 years old, yep. Went on my first diet. And it wasn't that that was the first time I didn't like myself. Like I looked, I would always look at my body. I remember being, you know, seven, eight years old and being like, I'm ugly. And so when on my first diet when I was 10 so years sad. old, I lost about 10 kilos, I think. Wow. Every, when you were 10. Yep. And I was very meticulous about it. Every Sunday night I'd be on the scales and I'd go at nighttime, not daytime because that would be harsher and I needed to know the harsh truth and wow. I was very intense. Yeah. <laughs> and then when it got to, so I lost weight, I was feeling good um, and then I got to high school, put on weight again, felt even worse because now I'm a teenager and... High school and pressure and... Yeah, it was crazy. So comparison. over the summer holidays, I was really, really down in the dumps. My family were concerned about me, I decided to go on another diet yeah. and again, very extreme. 
And this pretty much started a cycle of binging and yep. purging and binging yep. and purging and counting calories. And I would look at something, I'd know straight away how many calories it would be. Yeah. And obviously that became even worse. And then when I moved schools for my final year, year 12, mm. and started getting bullied, it got even worse to the point where I did get to that point where I did consider being like, well, there's no point in living. Wow. And I remember sitting on my bedroom floor one night going, well, I have two options. I can either end it, which I wasn't ballsy enough to do, sure. yeah. <laughs> thank God, yeah. um, or I can do something to get better. So I did all the normal routes. I saw psychologists and mm. went to the doctors and all these sorts of things, but it wasn't necessarily helping me. Yep. Um, I didn't feel like I was being heard. Yep. And then I stumbled across life coaching and found that I could take my own power into my own hands yep. and started getting better very, very slowly, but it was something. I felt like I could see the hope now. Yeah, and because all of a sudden you had the power back. When you went to, the, to those traditional therapies, it was kind of more about reliving your story. Yeah. Just over and over again about why. And it was things that I didn't think were relevant. Yeah, cool. Not to discredit those methods, because for some people it's great, or for, you know, different... Circumstances as well. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But I'd be asked about things where I was like, this doesn't have anything to do. Like, I want to talk about my eating disorder. I want to know why I'm doing this. I want to yep. know why I'm sick and I'm talking about... Or how. How, or do, how. how can yeah. I stop it? That's, I was very much... I'm a very doing, action-orientated person. Yeah. So because I wasn't getting any how, I was just talking about things that I didn't understand and I wouldn't walk out feeling any sort of clarity. Sure. I was getting very frustrated. Yep, naturally. Yeah, so um, then when, yeah, I found like there was actions or things that I could be doing... Mm that's when I felt like I started making progress. Nice. And that's where my self-love journey really started. It all started with my mind, and then eventually I started to get back into the gym, which was very scary. Excellent, yeah. And now there's the personal training aspect as well of that course. I do. Yeah. So for that period of time, so from 10, the first diet, mm. all the way through till, how old were you when you were, had that moment on the floor going, I'm either gonna end it or I'm gonna do something about it? Um, so it was at the end of year 12, I reckon, um, probably about October 2012. Yeah, so seven, seven, eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until probably about a year later I really started feeling like I was getting better. Yeah. Um, or that I could, I saw that I'd made progress. Mm. In saying that, in getting better, the scariest thing for me was that I put on weight. Yeah. And that messed with my head so much. Because that's the most feared thing. Yeah. Right? That, that from a young age taught that mm. being bigger was a bad thing yeah and then and and that it also meant that you weren't as worthy yes and especially because the where i was getting the message of you're not worthy from mm. um which was primarily my dad saying you know mm. you need to lose weight you need to lose weight and as much as he loved me he he definitely thought he was doing this out of love but yep. i always felt like i had to prove myself yep. so then that had issues in other areas of my life where i struggled with relationships yep. because I always felt like I had to prove had to myself. Prove myself. Yeah. Um, so building the self-love wasn't just about being able to look in the mirror and say, hey, I look good. I like what I see. I like those curves. Mm -hmm. It was also about being able to trust males as well, which wow. was really yep. big. Yeah. So, yeah. It goes far deeper than just like... Yeah. To me, it was always... It wasn't just that I didn't like my body. 
mm. because not liking my body was so closely linked. So the body image was so closely linked to self-esteem. Yeah. Because I was bigger, because I didn't look like the, my other friends did. Yeah. You know, like I would, I didn't walk into a jeans store, like jeans West or just yeah. jeans. Yeah. Until I was like 19. Wow. Like 18, 19. Because when I was a younger person, so I must have been, I, I pretty much look like I do now when I was 14. Yeah. So I was five foot ten by the time I was fourteen. I had double D boobs. And you feel like you stand out a lot. I look like yeah. an adult. Like in my my first day of high school. Yeah. Someone came up to me and and called me Miss and asked for directions. Ouch. So, you know. So I, you know, I very much didn't look. I mean, I use that to my advantage later in life to try to get into bars and whatnot. <laughs> but um, but you know, for me, it was very much this close link of going, I'm different, I'm weird. Mm. I didn't look like all the other girls. Yeah. The girls in the magazines, the girls in the whatever. Yeah. How do you how do you think it closely linked that body image and self esteem? You know, the self worth. Well, I definitely thought um, I would look. Obviously, I'm I was on Tumblr and I was on. Pinterest and looking at like reading magazines I was I loved magazines so mm. every month and I'm looking at these pictures and I would have pictures of these women on my wall being like I have to look like that yeah it hasn't been until the last couple of years where I started actually realizing there's a thing called Photoshop and it's yeah. bloody powerful yes and it's very good yeah yeah it's very good and yeah I would be looking at these images and I'd be comparing myself and I would actually be pulling up my skin and trying to Literally. you know like make myself look different and I would be wearing like those things that you get to suck you in and you know just, I think the Americans call them spanks or something yeah 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 those big um, control undies yeah and I would be like oh only like old ladies wear these and I'm like you know 15 16 and wearing this and I still don't look like them and that because yeah. that was to me they had it all yeah they were the fun vibrant confident living life living amazing. it up sort of girls yeah they were the it girls and everyone wants to be the it girl that's right um so that made a a really big impact on me very much so and even um even when i did my personal training course that was very scary to me because even now i'm a personal trainer but i'm not ripped yeah and yeah if i go to a development course or when i like when i first started my personal training course i could not do a push-up yep and i had no idea what the hell a burpee was and then we had to do a hundred of them and i was like I'm dying. Yes, burpees. Burpees for those of you who don't know are pretty <laughs> hectic. Yes, they um they're good fun. <laughs> They'll get you fit very very quickly. Yeah, but I didn't know any of that, and so that, and I see all these ripped people, and then I'm looking at these pictures, and I'm thinking, I do I even fit in here? I don't think I belong. Have I made a huge mistake? Maybe I need to do something else. Because Maybe I, I can't be a personal trainer because I'm not ripped enough. Yeah, and even when I started in the gym, I felt very self conscious in the beginning because I didn't look like everyone else but then yeah. I thought fuck it people are going to be able to relate to me let's just do this yeah but I had Good to I had to actually stop looking at those images and get off social media for yep. a little while yep. so that I wouldn't be comparing myself yeah because that's massive isn't it comparing yourself yeah like it and 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 that whole idea that somehow you need to look a certain way to be able to do certain things mm. even now um uh, like there are fitness youtubers and people all over instagram like instagram models and even yeah. now sometimes I'll notice I'll be scrolling through social media and I'll be looking at these pictures and then I just notice a thought creep into my mind of I need to do this and I need yep. to look like that and then I'm yep. like wait where did that come from and then I have to put the phone down definitely because even now like it's only been recently where I've been like I don't want to be shredded and ripped and tight and toned like yes I want to feel good I want to be healthy mm -hmm. which is completely different to looking ripped definitely very very different um, so it's like, yes, I want to be healthy, but I want to be curvy too. Nice. And it takes, nice. 
it's been a long time to be able to confidently and like authentically say that definitely mm. without it being the whole you know the, the body positivity movement is fantastic yeah but what often ends up happening is that there's this uh it, it sort of goes you know real women are curvy no mm. real women are people who are identify as women yeah <laughs> yeah curvy or not whatever you decide you want your body to be yeah. or however it is is perfectly okay in that moment yeah and i definitely I love the body positivity movement, but I do have a concern of some people use that as an excuse to treat their bodies like crap. Yeah, definitely. Whereas, you know, I have friends that are really clean, healthy vegans mm. that's still a curvy, that still might be a little bit technically overweight, but yeah. they're very healthy, mm. very healthy, or that can work out and do a really high intensity session. I've got one woman that I train, for example, who's 50 this year. Yeah. She's got, you know, she's quite overweight but she's got arthritis and other conditions and her strength of mind goes further than a lot of the 20 year olds I yeah, train wow. and so and she's making effort like now she eats a very clean healthy diet mm -hmm. and she moves her body regularly and people look at her and think oh she's unhealthy she disrespects her body but no she doesn't yeah someone who's stick thin could be smoking a packet a day and drinking coke and living off chips yeah so our, our outward appearance very much doesn't always align with how we actually treat our bodies. Yeah, it's not always a full picture. I, I find that for, found that for myself, Alyssa, last year. I mean, I, I train regularly. I love exercise, and yeah. I fell in love with it many moons ago for the same reason. Like, I exercise mostly for my mental health. Yeah. Physical health, sure. Mm. That's a byproduct of it. But for me, it's the mental health. I, yeah. I have to move my body in order to feel good. Yes, I 100% get you there. And I got to the... Yeah, but but again, coming from a history of myself of eating disorder, mm. you know, the bulimic, the obsession over the calories, obsession over the numbers. Yes. <laughs> and and moving into a place where I started to love myself was really challenging because mm. because I would obsess over everything. Now all of a sudden I was obsessing over my body fat percentage. Yeah. I was obsessing over weight. I was obsessing over how much I could lift. Yeah. And none of those are bad within themselves, but the obsession. Yeah. It's yep. when it became the obsession. You know, and and I, I went ketogenic, and and which which I love eating the way that I do. I'm a diabetic, so it's really useful for me. Yeah. But then I'm counting my macros. So I'm how much fat percentage am I having? How how, mm. how much protein? How much carbs? I'm counting again. Yeah. Worrying, like counting everything that goes into and my face. And it's not just if you go over, it's like oh, okay, I went over, no big deal. It's oh my god, I went over, I have to make up for this, uh -huh. and that's when it starts to become a problem. And just bad for my mental health. And I think the the dieting mindset sneaks up on you as totally. well because. I thought I'd given up dieting many, many. I thought I'd given up <laughs> dieting back in 2013 when I started decided that, okay, now I'm getting better. Yep. And then I noticed that I still had a lot of rules that oh. I was putting on myself oh. and, I, and I was feeling so restricted true. still because if I had a piece of chocolate, I was feeling very guilty. And it was just starting to notice all these little things. It's like, hey, I'm not calling this a diet, but it looks a lot it like a diet. It has the same rules as yeah. a diet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's where it sneaks up to you because you could be like, oh, I'm being healthy. It's a healthy lifestyle. But if the feelings of guilt start coming in, then yep. it's not a healthy lifestyle. I completely agree. Yeah. It, it's got to be just as congruent for your mental health as your physical health. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not just, it's a whole holistic thing. That's exactly right. I got, I got to the end of, end of last year and I was completely burnt out. Mm. I was training so hard and pushing myself so hard across so many different modalities that I got to a point where I couldn't, I couldn't function. I, I was pushing myself. Yeah. And because because I hadn't learned the difference between listening to my body legitimately mm. and pushing because I'd always just pushed. Mm. I just, I just kept going Yeah, and I was exhausted. Yeah. And I think with what you said with listening to your body, 
it's something, especially in the Western world, we become so disconnected oh, from our bodies. Totally. And it doesn't take a lot to get reconnected, but it just takes, um, it takes attention. Yes, attention. And that's what, in such a fast paced world, we forget to pay attention. Mm. So that's where I found when the more I connected to my body, the easier it became to let go of all those things that felt restrictive all and stressful noise. and yeah, all the noise. Mm. Yeah. And all it takes is just a few minutes to check in here and there. Yep. Yep. Mm. Just to stop and say, Hey body. Yeah. Nice, nice to see you. Nice to hang out with you. And a lot of times you'll feel when you do that, your shoulders will go from being up here to, ah. Ah, and you can breathe again yeah, and definitely. life all of a sudden feels easy. What do you reckon? Like what is self love to mm. you? To me, this is something I've been thinking about a lot, actually. So I love this question. Good. Self-love is actually a verb to me. It's a doing thing. It's, nice. I completely um, agree. Yeah. It's actions of showing respect and love to yourself of, you know, consciously choosing to put yourself first or consciously mm. choosing, I want to respect my body. I'm going to fuel it with something that I know is going to energize me or choosing to let go of whatever guilt or shame or whatever is holding you back. Nice. And it's not always easy. Mm, no. Like sometimes, yeah, sometimes you really do need to reach out for help. Like I recently went through something that was really challenging and on Monday I was still breaking down. Like I should be over it by now. I should be over it. All the shoulds. Yeah. Oh, that word. And my housemate goes, luckily she's studying psychology. So she goes, you got a lot of expectation there. And I was like, ah, oh, you're yes. right. <laughs> About what I'm meant to have. Yeah. How it's meant to be. And what how I should be in this world. Yeah. And... And when she said that, I thought about it and I go, okay, for me to actually love myself right now, it's to give myself space to cry as much nice. as I need to cry. To For as long as you need to cry for. Yeah. Even if it means I'm still crying a month later, yep. eventually the tears will run out and I'll be all good. Yep. But it's, yeah, definitely it's that allowing yourself without judgment and doing things that make you feel good. Beautiful. Hmm. I completely agree. Yeah. You know, hear, hearing you say that, the allowing mm. you just allowing yourself yeah just allowing yourself to 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 be however you are mm. i you know years ago lost my brother and mm. and i denied myself for so long with that hurt and that pain mm. and and you know that was probably when i when i i'd kind of gone into bulimia in and out and that's when it came back in big time because I was denying yeah. myself. Yeah. Energetically, they say bulimia is the denying of self. Yeah, which makes a lot of sense. Because you're rejecting, too. right? Yeah. 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 And I find even in my own experience, it was a way to feel in control when I felt like very overwhelmed. Nothing else was, yeah. Nothing else was, yeah. And for like the biggest realization that I had was everything's always going to be out of control because control is an illusion. <laughs> yes, and then I was like, oh, okay, well, let's just get better at being out of control. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Even now, I'm still learning. I'm 22 now and I always thought growing up by the time I was 22, I would have bought a house. I would be, you know, making tons of money and <laughs> everything would be set. Life would be easy. And now being 22 and being like, still figuring my shit out. Yeah. And telling myself not having to rush myself to mm -hmm. allow myself space like I look at people who are decades older than me and they're still figuring it out and I'm like well I'm gonna be okay yes I'm safe it's all it's all good <laughs> yeah and that to me has taken a lot of courage and self-love as well yeah definitely mm. because, pe because people resist it yeah a lot yeah and and I, I think coming back to that word should mm. yeah that was massive for me and and something that I'm still very conscious of in my language around like it, whenever I, I catch myself, you know, even, oh, I should really go to bed. <laughs> and I always reframe it. 
Yeah. I always reframe it to actually, it's lazy language to say should. Yeah. Like, well, what do you actually mean? Yeah. If I say I should go to bed, what I actually mean is if I go to bed now, I'm going to wake up fresher tomorrow mm. and love myself more for it. Yeah. A lot of times as well, I notice if I have trouble saying no to something yeah. that I use, oh, I have to do this or I need to go do that. And I just create things. Yeah. Drama. Yeah. Whereas saying, well, thank you, but no, I want to do this instead. Nice. Um, or I, you know, using I want and allowing myself to want something, want something. is another powerful use of, of my language yeah. that I've discovered. What do mm. you What do you reckon's been obviously the catalyst? You you went to the point where you went through psychologists and counselors and mm. and wasn't really getting anywhere at that point in time for yourself, and you and you discovered coaching and personal development. Mm. What was obviously you've gone through a lot and learnt a lot. What are some mm. of the key elements? Do you think that have really actually led you to build that confidence and self self-esteem within yourself good question i have to think about how, this how to think about it absolutely mm. um i'll say this one because recently it's really um hit home for me mm. is that if i thought about all the people in my life mm. that don't always do what i want them to do that say no to me that may have let me down here or there and i still love them <laughs> nice that even if I say no, or if I put myself first, the people around me are going to still love me. Yep. And that's something that... And you know if they don't, then fuck them. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> They're not your people. And when I made that decision, I noticed changes in my friendships. Yes, you would. Yeah, which was really surprising to me, but I felt okay about it yep. because I realised that the people that were just like, yes, like, go you, do what's right for you, they were the most supporting, loving... Like, my friends are like my family. Gorgeous. And it's because of how their support and they're wanting me to do the best for me. Yep. Um, the second thing that has helped me have this confidence, um, I think realising that nobody cares about you as much as you think. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like everybody's too busy concerned with themselves. I have a mentor, mentor online, Gary Vee. I don't know if you watch him. He's yeah. amazing. He, he has the thing, he's just, nobody gives a fuck. Yes. Nobody cares. Yeah. My brother, yeah. one of my brothers used to say the same thing. He's like, Katie, nobody gives a crap. Nobody mm. cares. Yeah. Everyone's too busy worried about themselves. About themselves, yeah, definitely. Um, and the third thing actually was realising that, that, you know, there's this classic story, you probably have heard it, of... Um, it's an old Indian story of the two wolves and there's a yes. black one and a white one and the one that wins is the one you feed. Yep. And I thought about that and I would listen to, my, to what the voices in my head and there would be a voice that was extremely mean yeah. and doubtful and then there's a nasty. voice... Yeah, it was nasty. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a voice of when I got quiet that was like, hey, I believe in you. You got nice. this. You've, you've done this before. That I started to listen to and... If I tried to push away the the black wolf, so to speak, it would come back really like Strong. trying to push. So it wasn't. It was learning that I didn't have to push as much. That I could say, okay, I understand that I feel this way, but I also understand that I'm capable of so much more. That awesome. I can be confident. It's that I had a choice. Yep. And that gave me a lot of confidence as well. And I'm very lucky that if I ever do feel doubtful, I have people in my life that are gonna. Help like, you choose the other wolf. Yeah, they're going to be like, hey, I know you're pretty awesome. Like, let's get going. Yes. So, yeah, that support has been really valuable. 100%. Yeah. And I, I, what, I'm, what I'm hearing you say is that, like, you know, becoming your own cheerleader. Yeah. 
but also not – I think you made a really good distinction about not pushing away mm. the other stuff, not – because what, what most of us try to do is push away all the yucky, push away the nasty voice, push away the nasty feelings. Mm. But when we do that, we push away the good stuff too. Yeah. I don't think you can no, you can't push out one. It. And the pushing as well, like that's not self-love either. No. That's denying. Denying yourself yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's accepting when you're having that ugly cry or when you're <laughs> eating a whole bag of cookies or when <laughs> yes. you can't be bothered going to work out that you still deserve love. Yes, 100%. Um, and that's a big distinction because it's very uncomfortable to feel yuck. Yes, it is. So, yeah. That's a good one. You deserve love no matter what. Yeah. So, <clears throat> we all have those moments. I think that we all have... Let me get this out of the way so you can actually hear me, guys. <laughs> we all have those moments mm -hmm. where perhaps maybe the negative voices in our mind uh <laughs> what, would, what would be the way they'll put it screaming a screaming <laughs> yeah great way to put it yeah yeah, yeah. The, the negative voices come up and obviously over time yourself and and i have have learned to overcome them mm. what do you do when when those moments of doubt when those moments of of not feeling so great about yourself what's, mm. what's some of the stuff that you do to be able to help overcome those well i think the first thing is that i notice how i behave when i'm trying to pushed or resist and push mm. which you know some of the things that I personally do could be trying to like talk to everyone because I want them to make it better for me okay. or just not ever letting myself have a moment that's quiet always watching tv or on social media or having to do something even reading even reading yeah it's yeah. always just putting more in my mind rather than letting it just nice be yeah um so the first thing is I notice that I'm avoiding yeah. <laughs> and then the busy? Yes. I'm, I'm so busy. busy. I'm yeah. rushing everywhere. And I feel agitated and stressed and yep. yeah, so I notice those feelings. Cool. So again it's the awareness. Yeah. Um, awareness is huge. Yeah, massively. And then it's the second thing is letting myself have time that's quiet. So I put my phone away, I don't read, I just you know, I might have some nice meditation music or something and I mm. sit there and most often I don't want to sit there when I'm feeling yeah, like yeah. that. Because you want to run away. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm bored, I don't want to do this, but it's Because so much thing to do. Yeah, I'm so busy, oh my God. <laughs> and I feel really tense mm. and I just sit there and I, I discipline myself to do it because I know that I need it. Yeah, good. And then I just let whatever happens happen. Sometimes I write yep. as a good way, sometimes I just cry it's whatever I need to get it out in that moment, but I have to do it with myself yeah. because if I do it with other people first, I feel like I'm seeking yes. from them. And for me in relationships, it's really important that there's no, that I'm not like an energy vampire, yeah. that I'm not just taking from them and draining them. Yeah. I want it to be fueling for both people. For both people. And I know that for myself, if I feel like people are taking from me, I feel drained. Yeah. So for me, it's just to treat people how you want to be treated in that nice. sense. Um, so yeah, still ask for help, absolutely. Yeah, but but notice when you need time for you rather than just sucking the life out of someone else. Well, I know there's a difference between yeah, asking for help and sucking life out of someone yeah, else. Because when you ask for help, it's usually you don't want to, mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. and it's also you really don't know what to do. Yeah, it's a different feeling. Like you just sit there and you draw a blank. Yeah, and so that's when you think, okay, I need to ask for help. Yeah, or when you feel like you're in a deep dark hole. Yeah. It's those times, it's when you just feel like you're rushing around and trying to avoid, which you know because it's loud and noisy all up yeah. in here, that you need to just get quiet. Yep. And that's how I deal with the yuckiness. Also because I feel like if I deal with that in front of other people when I know I'm draining them, the voices get louder, not yep. quieter. Yep. 
So the strategy doesn't work if you do it with others? No. What what I really noticed about what you said then was that a lot of things you're talking about when it's busy and noisy, you're, you're reading, your social media, your TVing, it's all input. Yes. Everything's coming in, mm-hmm. right? But not a lot's going out. Yeah. And what I noticed that you said when you, you know, when you sit there with your meditative music on or whatever, you let it all come out. Yeah. So you cry or you laugh or well, you right. or yeah. you write. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people use exercise as a as an out, mm. as a release. Yeah. Um, h- how do you think that? I, as I know, people do that, and I certainly have done, and I know I do use it for a part of my mental health. Mm. I find that I need to still do the sit and quiet. Yeah. Because exercise is still a do. Well, I'm I still notice, doing. Yeah, I notice even with exercise. If I'm in that space where I haven't sat down to get quiet, I'm really harsh on myself when I exercise. Yeah. It's, you're not pushing hard enough, you need to go faster, you need to go heavier. And in those times, I'm more likely to hurt myself Definitely. than to do good. So if I am going to exercise when I'm feeling like that, I go for a walk. Nice. And I get outside or, yeah, I just sit somewhere in nature because I'm not going to hurt myself that way. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is, I think, very important because I've had quite, like I work especially with a lot of women who will come in and they'll be pushing themselves and they break down in the middle of a session and cry. Wow. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry, this must be so weird. And I'm like, you have no all idea how normal it is. All the time. Yeah, all the time because they're trying to put out and give more when they don't have anything left to give. Yeah. And it's when your body physically feels it that you actually break down. Yeah. Yeah, mm. so true. Mm. So how do you then, before I ask that question, what do you believe about you? About me. Yeah, I would love to know what you believe about yourself, and I'm sure the listeners mm. would as well. Would as well. I believe, number one, that I'm capable of anything. Awesome. And lately, I'm really looking at my values. Health has really taken a big step in the forefront. Yep. And I believe that my body is a reflection of my relationship with myself. Gorgeous. That I want to give myself the best, that I deserve to give myself the best. Yep. And I also believe that now I don't have to be okay all the time. Love it. Which was very hard for me. Yeah. Um, yep. And that I'm allowed to be down in front of the people that I love. Yeah. And I don't have to carry everyone else's burdens on my shoulders. Yep. Um, yeah. But definitely the, there's still, it's never perfect. No. I still have doubts that creep up every now and then. Yep. And at the moment, like you have a week where you'll just feel really crappy for me that was two weeks ago okay and then since then i'm riding high again yeah but i know it's sometimes just... i'm on fire yeah and sometimes i'm i'm well in hell yeah <laughs> you know like yeah and i'm like there's something wrong with me i need someone to fix me like yeah it's all over the place whereas um yeah at the moment it's just like yes i rock everything's yep. great but knowing that it's going to be okay when i have like yeah a lull yeah i i found that in those lulls that's mm. when the practice of self-love when you feel good mm. is the most important mm. yeah so that, so that you have this you know it's really easy to feel good when everything's going good when life is going well and you're succeeding and things are happening for you like yeah mm. if we don't practice self-love and affirm you know affirm to ourselves that we are excellent mm. when shit goes wrong which it will it always does it's just life it's just life yeah we're not as resilient. Mm. We, we can't kind of bounce back as much. 
Mm. You know, I've had a, a hell of a month. There's been so many practical things go wrong in my life from, from pets dying to relationships ending to mm. cars breaking down in the middle of 400 k's away. Lots of just blah, drama, whatever. But had I not been practicing gratitude for things when things were good, mm. that would have been an even more challenging time in my life because yeah. I was able to stop and go, huh, well, it sucks that my car broke down, but how good is it that I have mm. access to public transport? Yeah. How good is it that I have money in the bank to be able to go catch an Uber to the train station? Yeah, and it's okay to feel that frustration for a moment and then you move on with it. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I can feel like shit about it. Yeah. But to, and it's not about necessarily... I think that you'd agree with this. In the personal development world, there's this temptation to, to manage your state all the time. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, because that was something I got caught up in as well in my healing journey. You've got to manage your state. Yeah, Yeah. and sometimes be like, I can't manage my state, I suck. And then it's like, no, you're human. Yeah. You've got to have those moments where you just let it out. Yep. So so for you guys watching at home, managing your state is a a term used in the personal development world around Mm. being able to to choose your emotions in any given moment. Mm. And often in personal development world, it's like manage your state is often confused with pretending it's the fake it till you make it stuff mm. and i'm not a fan of that no i, I think that your emotions are need to be felt 100 percent. and and sure you don't need to go into a blubbering mess when you drop a teacup <laughs> like easy tiger manage your state is the way i take that but also yeah. honor your feelings yeah there's a big difference a there that gets confused quite often yeah yeah what kind of advice do you give or would you give to people who need more confidence? What do you reckon you would, you would give to them? Um, well, the first thing I always say, and this is to a lot of the, the girls I train as well, is look at your expectations and your goals of yourself. Mm. Because a lot of times our confidence takes a hit when we feel like we're not getting anywhere, we feel stuck or when we just feel like we suck. Yeah. So I always say, look at the expectations you have on yourself. And are they reasonable? Would you tell someone else to have those expectations? Yeah, nice. And, you know, it's quite common, especially in the fitness industry, to say, you know, set this big goal and, you know, you want to hit this goal. But I always say just one small thing. Nice. So look at your expectations and then break it down to one small thing. One small thing. Because that success will build on another success and another success. Perfect. And if you just take action, yeah, if you just take action on that one little thing Mm. and you feel really good about it, then it's going to build your confidence. Definitely. And then you do another really good thing and another really good thing and through that your self-talk also starts to change. Yep. Because... Maybe I can. Yeah. Maybe this is possible. Exactly. And because if you're just sitting there trying to tell yourself to think something different, it's possible but it's really, really hard. hard. <laughs> it's really yeah. hard. There's got to be action to back up I that self-talk agree. so you believe it. Yeah. Uh, so it's, all right, start taking one small step and then acknowledge it and tell yourself that you kick ass. Yeah. And something else, this is a practice I've started doing every morning which is made me wake up feeling really, really happy, yep. is I wake up and I tell myself five things I was proud of myself for from the day before. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like, wait, what happened yesterday? <laughs> or yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. happened, I'm not proud of myself for anything, but I still find five things. Yep. And that gets you boosted like, okay, well I did good yesterday, I can do good today. Nice. Mm. I love that. I think that another trap of personal development and like, I love Tony Robbins, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. Uh, he often talks in, in and in personal development world about setting big, hairy, audacious goals that they have to scare you and terrify you and, you know, if you don't, like, dream big or go home kind of deal. Um, that never worked for me. I find, for me, 
I, I'm someone that naturally I'll see so far into the future and I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to have this great life and do all these the things. The millionaire by the time you're 22 with the house and the well, all the things. Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. And then I look at my life now and I wouldn't be satisfied with what I have now because I don't have that big goal yeah. and I expect myself to have it in 12 months, which is ridiculous. Ridiculous, yeah. And I think, well, it doesn't feel good and I'm torturing myself. Yes. And I, I did that for a really long time with a lot of things where I was just, the weight loss, I need 20 kilos off me in three months. And it just doesn't like, happen like that. Yeah, two kilos a week. Let's smash it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. But it's, yeah, it's just realizing that, okay, well, you've got this huge goal, but that takes time. Yeah. And it takes all these little tiny goals yeah. that build up to that. And sometimes, for example, right now in my business, I uh, feel like I'm revamping my business i'm yeah. changing things yeah. and i know that i want to make the message of self-love more prominent right. because i feel like i was getting lost in being just like every other fitness person out there yeah but the comparison yeah <laughs> yeah because I, I want to succeed in this industry yes. but I, I got into this industry because i wanted to teach self-love yeah and so i'm i've t took a moment to stop and i want to revamp it and i'm like i have no idea how to market this or how to put this out there because yeah. People don't think they want self-love. They think they want to lose 20 kilos. So true. And that's something I've been challenged with. And I thought, well, I don't know how to do that yet. But I do know the first step is the things I've been putting out on social media, yeah. which I've been creating all this content, which I feel very, very good about. Good. Like in here, it feels great. And good I know you. that that's the first step. And I'll keep doing that. And then I'll know the next step. Yeah. And so you don't always have to have everything set out. You're not going to know everything straight away sometimes. Yeah. And just taking the first step is enough yep. because then you'll figure it out. I, th I think that having a, a great, big, hair audacious goal is great. Mm. Uh, most people struggle with that because they don't know who they are. Yeah. How on earth do you know what you want? That was one of my biggest struggles. People are like, Katie, you can be anything that you want. That's great. I have no clue who I am and I don't know what I want in life. <laughs> yeah. Man, if I just, um, for years, if I just knew, if only I knew what I wanted, I would go get it. I just yes. don't know. Yes. And then you confuse the whole time oh. and you don't do anything because you're confused. Yeah. Yeah. Or I do all this different stuff that means nothing because I'm listening to other people. I'm listening, rather than listening to my gut and my heart, I'm mm. following the advice of, of everyone around me rather than doing what feels good for me. Yeah. I yep. think that's huge. And have, having the big, hair audacious goals somewhere in the future, mm. you know, like my goals are big. They're mm. hairy, they're audacious. And I'm okay if I'm 80 when I get there. Yeah. I'm actually okay if, if it takes me my whole life mm. to get there. Yeah. There, there are two things actually that, that resonate with me with you saying that is that with the whole torturing yourself to get that big, hairy, audacious goal is that there's no point living a life where you're going to look back and be like every day, like... I was stressed. I hated life yeah. on the pursuit of that goal. Exactly. Like, we're here to feel good. We're yeah. only here for a limited amount of time. So uh, I really like the follow what feels good, even though you have to do what feels yucky sometimes. You do. It's true. Um, but there's also another saying that has really resonated with me lately. I've put up on my mirror that says, if you're certain of the outcome, oh, I don't remember. It's I'm blanking now. But if you're I certain know. of the outcome, it doesn't matter how you're going to get there. Nice. Like it, and it just, nice. for me, it means that it's all good. You know you're going to get there. Who yep. cares when? Who cares how? You're going to get there. Yep. Eventually. Yeah. Eventually. Some, and, and to have the patience. Yeah. You know, the, the, the patience long term. That doesn't mean that you just sit on the couch. No. And you don't work. Um, but it also means that, you know, I, I, for so many years, thought that being smaller, being skinnier was the goal. Mm. In fact, that was my goal on my list for 
12 years. I remember actually walking into your study one day and you had all like your health, like your vision boards and one of them was health and seeing your goals. And back then I was like, yes, that kicks ass. And now I'd be like, well, it's great if you get that and who cares if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> and so much more now. It's, mm. it's so much more important for me that I have like that in my mental health first mm. I feel like the mental like and physical health sure but I, I came to a point where I went if this is how my body's going to look for the rest of my life if I don't lose any more weight for the rest of my life I'm okay now mm. and I think that that's a critical component of people when they're trying to lose weight getting healthy is great mm. um, looking after your body is fantastic if your only reason for the goal is to lose weight so you can look better because then you think that you're going to get self-love mm. you're dreaming I think yeah, it's that's true because it also depends on what does weight loss mean to you. To you, exactly right. Because I always thought once I lose weight, I'll be happy. <laughs> oh God! And I, I, I was that so much. yeah, and I was a lot skinnier. And I looked at myself in the mirror, and I still battled myself with myself because this is when I was bulimic, and I would be like, I still don't like the way I look. Yep. I still need to lose weight here or here or you know. Now it's tone tight and stronger. Exactly. Tighter butts, flatter abs. There's always going to be something. You look at these people who are athletes or um, bikini models or anything like that and they still always have something they're something. working towards yeah so there's always going to be something so you may as well appreciate what you have now definitely mm. I and I had a big shock that when I got I would say sick at the end of last year just from complete burnout adrenal fatigue had to stop training altogether that's intense big time and still recovering now it's 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 been six months eight months and I'm still being able to walk and do Pilates and stuff but yeah. um but the big shock came when I saw I get this an old Instagram photo of mine just mm. from October last year I saw a photo of mine and I in my own my own feed and went oh my god I'm bigger than I am I'm bigger now than I am in that picture mm. and it threw me into a spin even after everything that I do yeah complete spin to the point and this is how ridiculous it was and how how much I value the fact that I have learned how to self-love I put on the exact same outfit and got into the exact same pose and took comparison pictures and put them up against each other so that I could criticize, so I could beat myself up <laughs> yeah. as motivation. Yeah. The thing that I realized very quickly was although my waistline's bigger in the, the latter photo, mm. I was so unhealthy yeah. mentally and, and burning myself out. I was thinner in the other photo. Mm. I was stronger, but was yeah. I happier was i healthier mm. it was my was my well was i well yeah and the answer is no i was burning myself out yeah which is funny because a lot of girls that i train will come up to me and be like oh this this girl that i used to be friends with or this person i follow on social media lost like 20 kilos like really quickly doing this thing and i said all right well good on them that's great mm. but are they going to sustain it yeah were they training like really intensely five days a week and eating a really low carb or calorie deficient diet yeah. because there's no point in working this hard if you're not going to be able to sustain so it and end up right back where you started exactly right. because you'll feel worse. Yep. So it's not about getting somewhere fast or pushing yourself because you're never going to ever be able to genuinely enjoy it if you push yourself so like true. that. Like you were, you know, a lot skinnier and you ended up burning out. Totally. And I've been, like, not to that extreme, but I've been like, oh, I'm so sore, I don't want to do this anymore, and resented working out. Yeah. Whereas when, like, moving your body should feel good. Good, yeah. Yeah, like, when I have a good workout now, it's like I feel my muscles moving, I feel that they're strong, that they're in control. I don't lift a lot of weight. Yeah. I do a lot of body-weighted stuff because I want to feel that, I, I feel like that's the base level of strength. Yeah, nice. Um, and 
I still feel very strong. Yeah. I don't bench press a lot. I don't, you know, deadlift a lot, any of that stuff. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They're all just numbers. They're all just numbers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So true. And so, you know, a lot of my girls, one of my girls, for example, I haven't trained with her since February. Mm. And we only trained together for about four months. And she got good results when we were together. Mm. But then she moved away, like quite far away. So we couldn't work together anymore. But she messaged me the other day, and this made me so happy, saying, hey, um, I just wanted to let you know that, you know, when we started, I weighed this much. Now I weigh this much and I'm feeling really, really good. And it was because she had taken tools that she could implement and sustain that fitted into her life. Nice. That it wasn't just a diet. And yep. she's still doing this and she feels good. She's happy. happy. Like she can still go out with her friends and have a drink if she wants. She can still, yep. you know, if it's the first day of her period and she's like, I really want chocolate. Like she'll Eat have it with damn that. chocolate. Exactly. <laughs> so... It's not about getting results quickly. It's yep. about doing it in a way that is sustainable and that you'll be able to really enjoy and feels good. I think that's true for self-love in general, isn't it? Mm. It's about about how to, how do you instill it every day into your life mm. um, where it is sustainable. Yeah. Where, where it's a regular thing. Mm. If, if you could give your younger self mm. any kind of advice, yeah. what would it be and when would you give it? <laughs> so... Have a think around what kind of age you might give yourself the advice. Mm. What would it be? And maybe you have advice for yourself as a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 15-year-old. Maybe you have different advice for a different age. But mm. I think um, one thing that stood out to me straight away was when I was in year 12 and I was being bullied, that half the time that stuff isn't even about you. Yeah. And you don't have to take it personally. Yeah. It's usually they've got their own crap going on. Yeah, that's right. Because now... I'll be at the shopping centre and I'll see these girls and they're like, oh my God, hey. And I'm just like, hi. And they're so nice. Yeah. And a part of me is still like, hmm. But, <laughs> yeah, but I know now like it's not, it's not a, it wasn't about me. It never was about me. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. Their own thing. insecurities. Yeah, like it's usually if someone does something, it's about themselves and not about yeah. you. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing would be to... Not put as much pressure on myself. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Always having to have it all figured out. Yeah. Or now, yesterday. Yes. My exactly. Family because I haven't figured it out. Yeah. And um, and I think more so in the recent years that it's okay to relax. Nice. Because I feel like being in business, um, from what I read from other people and what you see of you know, people being interviewed and it's like they're always, you know. Hustle, 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 Yeah, hustle. it's always go, go, the go. hustle. It's always the push. It's you got to fight for it and you got to work like 70-hour weeks yep. and just crazy shit like that. And I'm like, I don't want to work 70-hour weeks. No, I'm with you. I just want to run a business doing something I love and making a difference and being yep. able to enjoy a life with the people that matter to me. Yep. It's not about making millions of dollars. Because awesome. for a long time, that's what I thought success was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so I think it's, it's okay to relax. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, this one, I think this is like the pinnacle, which is very easily said, but you're always okay just as you are. Nice. That one I think is the biggest one. especially you're okay just as you are. Yeah, especially through all the dieting and the criticizing and all of that. It's, yep. You're okay. Yep. I love myself even when I ate the packet of cookies. Mm-hmm. I love myself even when I... I, whatever. Yeah. Whatever the circumstance, I deserve love. Yeah. Doesn't and it, matter. It's funny because I actually remember... Um, when I was working at a chicken shop and before work I had 
binged. Yep. And I was freaking out, and I, I used to walk to and from work. Sure. And I was like brisk walking, and I'm there, and the whole time I'm freaking out. And I worked with my friend, and she was like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "I ate two cookies," and I'm like freaking out. She's like. I ate like four cookies in one sitting. I was like, yeah, but you're skinny and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I just now like thinking like, I freaked out about two cookies. cookies. Like, okay, yep, yeah, not the healthiest, but two cookies. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It's, there's no point putting myself through that. No. I'm more stressed to the body by, by, by freaking out about it than anything else. Yeah. Because your digestive actually, like your digestive system starts in the mind, yeah, not in nice. the body. So it's all about how you think and feel about what you're eating, eating. first. That's right. If you're stressed about it, then then it's going to cause more stress in the body. Mm-hmm. Before we wrap up, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. <laughs> who do you follow? Who do you love? Who inspires you? Are you reading any books? Who do you who do you want to not want to be like? It's not like that. But who do you follow? Who who mm-hmm. gets your juices going? I actually find um, the people that I follow and inspire me aren't even in the fitness industry. Yeah, nice. Um, it's uh, spiritual teachers like Gabby Bernstein. Nice. Um, I really. I've recently found a woman called Lisa Nichols. Okay. Um, and I'm reading her book at the moment called Abundance Now. Oh, yeah, I've heard about this. It's, yeah. it's a really good book. And the, I'm still in the beginning of it, but I love it because it's not about just finding abundance from money. Like, she does talk about this stuff, but she talks about every experience in your life is a rich and abundant experience. An abundance of love, an abundance of light, an abundance of family, an abundance yeah. of all things. Exactly. Um, and it's about, you know, letting yourself experience those things. Gorgeous. Um, so I really love that. Um, this is a woman that actually I started following when I was first looking for inspiration on self-love. Her name's Gala Darling. She's a okay. blogger. Yep. Um, and her all things about radical self-love. Gorgeous. Um, and that's... Oh, and Deepak Chopra. Deepak Chopra. I read his books, like, Classic. the same books over and over again. Yeah. Um, so much value. Yeah. Yeah. But I think off the top of my head, like, those are the main people that I follow. Yep. There is actually one fitness YouTuber that I really love as well. Yeah. Um, her name's Sarah's Day. Most 20 year olds probably know about her and sure. love her. Mm. But I love her because she's about listening to your body and nice. um, respecting your body and you know yep. still being fit and healthy. Gorgeous. Yeah. You're a personal trainer, you're a coach, you're a self-love advocate. Where yes. can people find you? Um, how, how do we get in touch with you? How do we, how do we join your following? Yeah. Best place is on Instagram. Yep. So I'm very active on Instagram. So it's Bliss Fitness Oz, AUS. AUS, yep. Um, and I'm really excited because I'm going to be posting a whole bunch of new stuff on there. Yeah, But I haven't awesome. posted soon. So looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, and you can always message me through there. Otherwise, there's my website, which is blissfitness.org. Blissfitness.org. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your ears, your eyes, your time, and all the things. Bliss. Alyssa, it's been fantastic having you on, on, on the show today. I'm just absolutely thrilled to have you. So thank you so much for your contribution. Thank you. If you're looking for fitness tips, <laughs> she's your girl. She's going to help yourself love and help you uh, help you to, to find the body that you love and love the body that you already have. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for watching. I hope that you've enjoyed today's podcast and YouTube show. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Thank you for your attention and thank you for your eyes and ears. Hope that you got a lot out of it today. If you do know anybody or if you yourself have an amazing story of confidence and self-worth, I'd love to hear from you. Just email loveyourself at moreconfidence.com.au. I will get that email immediately. I'll be in touch and we can see if we can get you onto Katie's couch. Talk to you then. Katie, Katie on the couch.